Hey everyone, welcome to the Fast and Finance Podcast, and I'm your host, Patrick McCrindle. This podcast is designed for everyday, normal people just looking to improve their personal wealth management and expand their knowledge on the markets. Episodes will be short and sweet, focusing on main topics, then transitioning to market outlooks and discussions. We'll cover all the basic concepts so that you have a strong base knowledge before we dive into anything more specific. Wealth management is a concept that's overlooked in many school systems, and we're here to change that. All right, everybody, welcome back. As host of Fast and Finance, I'm super excited to announce a new series of guest episodes with a focus on local small businesses and their owners. I think we all know over the past few years, such a large number of small businesses took a hit from the pandemic. And I mean, people who had just opened their doors or opened during the pandemic, how did they stay afloat? It comes down to the hardworking, brave owners and employees that impact our lives in so many ways. I want to hear their stories, how they operate as a business, and overall, what goes on behind the scenes of these businesses. I hope that our listeners not only enjoy, but learn what it takes to operate a successful small business and the stories behind their owners. All right, everybody, let's give a warm welcome to our first guest, Gabriel Stella, owner and operator of Tabuli Gyros and Falafels. Super honored. Thank you, Pat. Uh, Definitely nice to be the first one on these types of episodes or this segment that you're doing now when it comes to local business owners. So thanks for having me. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you on here. And I think what better way to kick off the series than, you know, a wonderful restaurant right across the street from our office. So tell us a little bit about your background story. You know, before you opened, what made you want to get started? And, um, you know, tell us about yourself. Well, for one, it was definitely something that I grew up in. Um, so food service and just being in the food industry, um, hospitality industry, they all go super hand in hand. And that was something that I definitely grew up in. Um, my fa- my family and my parents, they've owned water ice stores, ice cream shops, kind of similar to like Rita's Water Ice. So if you're from South Jersey, you know yeah. Rita's Water Ice walking up to the window right. asking for an ice cream cone. So I remember... By the age of like seven or eight, I'm I'm at the front counter asking customers what type of ice awesome. cream cone that they want, and they it's funny they see these this little eight year old or nine year old just yeah. taking their order, and they're like, what what the heck? Now? <laughs> and I'm walking over, and I'm going, and I'm making an ice cream cone on the on the awesome. cone with the self service machine, just working off tips. So ever, ever since then, just working with the public, working yeah. with customers, and food for sure. Um, my mom's a full-time dental hygienist, but she's always been an entrepreneur. She went to school for business aside from dental school. So, um, every business adventure that she's been through, I most definitely have always been there, um, alongside of her through all of those adventures. So like I said, water stores, she's had food courts with like five or six different partners, um, in, in cities. So I I was just really always around that. And I think being around that, you kind of get acclimated to just working and dealing with so many different personalities, right? So many different people from different backgrounds and cultures and ethics. And, um, even just working with teams when you are in a business, especially the food business, there has to be a lot of communication that takes place. Um, so fast forward, I guess, to like my high school career, um, she had a partnership with a small restaurant that served the type of food that Tabuli, my food concept brand, um, produces now, which is 
kind of like a Mediterranean, Middle Eastern, um, and American fusion of different like pitas, bowls, and salads. Yeah. Pat, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's awesome. He actually had it yep. for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Um, so Delicious. yeah, I grew up around that. And by my senior year of high school, I actually started to manage that restaurant for her. Um, through my senior year of high school, through summers and everything, um, taking her spot 100%. Right. Getting her out of that for a little bit so she can go full-time back to dental hygiene, managing, working with the cooks morning and night, um, working with the teams, um, handling finances, handling right. payroll, but then also operations, so cooking, working with customers, just literally a little bit of everything right. all around. As a so, senior in high school. Yeah, as a senior in high school. It, it's crazy. Unbelievable. When people come to my location right now, which I've been open for six years, um, they're like, oh, wow, you know, this stuff is so good. How long right, have you been right, here? Yeah. And then I tell them six years. And then if I am not super busy and there's not a lot going on and they tend to ask, oh, who's the owner? You know, yeah, like, yeah. then I'll say, yeah, sometimes right. I lie and I'm like, oh, he's not here today you know, because yeah. I'll be Your so busy, busy right? because I'm a young kid. So when they see that there is an owner and they right. look at me, they're like, what you're the right, owner right. and then it's just like probably another 10 to 15 minutes of conversation, conversation. of just questions that right, are just thrown right. into my face after that right so right. um but yeah when it comes along they always say how did you get into this how did you do that how did you do this and then when i tell them you know my age because they always ask about how old i am because right, right. I, I look fairly young just like you yeah, you know yeah, yeah um and they're like so that means you just opened it right out of high school <laughs> i'm like yeah i did yep. you know graduated yeah, 2017 yeah. opened it up wow. in the beginning of 2018 and it i'll tell you it, it it was really crazy because i signed up for my college courses right um at community college rcbc here in south jersey mount laurel and I was going to take business management and marketing classes. Right. And I knew I wanted to open up my own business around food, around yeah. this type of cuisine, because I was working with it for the past year or so right. towards the end of my high school career. Right. And um, I was already looking around for locations for a brick and mortar location. Okay. And I put offers in, you know, a couple of places here yeah. and there. Yeah. So the landlords that I'm that uh, I'm at currently right now, they called me right. and it was on my first day of going to college wow. to take my college classes for the business marketing and management that. classes. And he called me and he says, we would like to accept your offer. So I'm like, what? I didn't what know that it was going to happen right. that yeah. soon. Um, so literally that day I canceled my classes and got a full refund. And then wow. since then it's been history. Six years ago, it's been quite a ride. That's, yeah, that's quite an amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'll say those questions that you were that you were speaking of. I was sitting there eating lunch. Uh, you know, my partner mentioned, you know, that that's the owner right there in my mind. I'm like, he he can't be older than <laughs> 22, 23 years yeah, old. Yeah. As I'm scarfing down the food, it was awesome. But that, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Real. And I know I, I I touched on this briefly, but with your experience and numerous different cuisines and businesses when you were growing up what made you want to take the the tabbouleh ball and, and run with that so i mean kind of already touched on that but it's good because i i can go on it for days because there's so there were so many goals so many aspirations and just things that i had essentially in plan especially before covid like pre-covid right. when i opened up the restaurant in 2018 um a lot of my family was involved upon yeah. opening the restaurant up in 2018. And, um, like, what, what was I, 20? Right. Yeah. Not even 21 it's weird yet. to think. In time 2018, you know. Pandemic, you know. Um, so super young still. And kind of just not really 
having an idea of what I wanted to do in life. I, you know, like I said, yeah. I grew up in the industry, seeing my mom do it, saw that there was money to be made, right. saw that it was quite, you know, enjoyable working yeah. with people I knew. I've always liked to work with people. I've always liked communication and interaction right. and just doing stuff hands-on. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I was going to become a, a CPA. You know? There we go. <laughs> I was um, in accounting classes. I was already taking classes for um, accounting in high school okay. to achieve credits for my college classes from when I would be done high school. And doing that for so long, I'm like, yeah, I don't know how you do it, but I could not sit there and crunch these numbers for hours. I was right. losing my mind. I just had to get up yeah. and go do something. So. Yeah. Like I said, I've always knew I wanted to do that, but it, it's crazy because once COVID hit, let's say about like two years into the business, like two and a half years yeah. at my brick and mortar location, then COVID hit, it kind of changed everything. Yeah. Like because everything became digital. Right. Um, virtual restaurants, virtual kitchens, virtual right. food concepts, ghost kitchens. If yeah. anybody, you know, is listening, is familiar with that. I don't know if you are, Pat, you know, right. like. A virtual ghost kitchen yeah not not really so know. ghost kitchens they don't have storefronts okay so mr beast burger yeah if you've heard about it yeah. same thing that's like a ghost okay. kitchen so right. it'll go around and they'll ask different kitchens okay. to just make their food and the only way that's that good. you can get this food is ordering it off of a app right okay. or grubhub or doordash etc yeah so my food concept kind of turned into that essentially right. after COVID, okay. you know, I was having waiters and uh, people waiting on tables, filling up people's drinks. Right. I had glassware and yeah. dishes and forks and knives right. at my restaurant, Got and it. so yeah. it was quite different from what you have recently seen it to right. be as like a fast casual food concept. Right. So you had um, to adapt and, and overcome for I guess. sure. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like I said, I uh, knew I just wanted to do something myself. Right. Right after high school. And um, I got acclimated it through family and just growing That's up in it. Awesome. But then once COVID hit, it's almost like everything changed, and now yeah. it's just like the drive is just so much more different. Right. And for a, for a, you know yeah. a better cause for sure because right. of how the world is transitioning into the digital era nowadays. Right. right. But yeah, yeah. That's that's commendable, Gabriel. That's that's really cool. So hearing about how much you handle yourself over there. How, how do your other operations work? And, you know, do you handle them on your own as well? Like planning, organizing, directing, coordinating, and marketing, all, all that fun stuff. So I do indeed most definitely handle just about all of that. <laughs> um, time is managed and distributed between all of those aspects right, pretty right. vastly. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I have my toes dipped in like every single aspect of all of those things so when it comes to operations or even just serving the food and right. preparing the food as you've seen me yeah. before you know i'm working right. the front counter i'm in the kitchen i'm making gyros at least you know for five six hours at least every single day um i am fortunate enough right now that if i do need to step away or schedule people to take my place because right. i do have to then go ahead and work on marketing or I have to work on just relations and affiliations with my food purveyors and sit down and meet with them and talk about stuff that I have to get that is out of stock. Like just for example, tahini paste, tahina. Right, People are right. going to like I make, make fun of, of me so. right now for my pronunciations, <laughs> you know. Is it gyro or gyro? Yeah, but, right, right. Uh, yeah, the tahini paste is a worldwide shortage right now okay. because it's imported from Lebanon. Okay. So I am just trying to figure out wow. where the heck they get tahini paste right, from. Right, right. 
from anywhere right now and it's probably maybe tripled in price too so that's like another thing yeah, too yeah so um i mean i'm like even in the business of just food chain logistics now at this right, point just trying right. to figure out where to get my food from and where to get it at the most cost effective point right, and right. you know it, that itself becomes a really really tedious job so um i think the number one thing is time management when right. it comes to this industry because if you can't manage your time properly right or at least even have a good grip on when to be able to cut out from let's say cut out from operations and then go ahead and handle making sure that you're getting the proper food and supplies right. in right. on time at the right cost and making sure that stepping away to go do that right. you're not putting your business in a detrimental spot and making sure that whoever is going to cover you is doing their job properly right. or making sure that the product is good you know it, it's like i've always said and thought to myself that the industry that I'm in is like a just ginormous puzzle right. that yeah. has just a million pieces, but the table that you're working on is only adequate for about maybe 75% of those pieces. That's good. I so like that. you're really trying to just fit all of these puzzle pieces onto a canvas right. that aren't really meant to fit all those yeah. puzzle pieces. Right. And that's just the game. That's just the name of it. It never ends. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like I said, to recap, when it comes to marketing, I'm doing that. Um, social media, email campaigns, making sure deals are going out, wow. making sure people are reminded to come order at Tabuli right. because it's my job to remind people that we still exist. We're still back there. Right. Right. We're still open. You know, people's lives get busy. So I have to constantly remind them to come order, come spend money, you know, come get the yeah. food. And um, if it's not that, then like I said, it is operations. And if it's not operations, right. then it's talking to different food suppliers. And then if it's not that, then it's talking to different tech companies. Then it's right. talking to who handles my POS right. and all right. of the cloud data that all of my menu options and all of my um, back-end modifiers wow. to order online. Because you have to consider that probably 65 to 70% of my business is right. all digital. Wow. You come in and you order at the yeah. front counter and you sit down. But aside from walk-ins and foot traffic and right. people coming into my front door and ordering at the front counter, right. my business is backed up by predominantly people going on an app, going right. on my website, and ordering online. So right. if I right. don't have that ease of access, like yeah. if you go on Chipotle right. or if right. you go online for Chick-fil-A and order and yeah. it's not seamless, it's not easy, it's not you know like a, a user-friendly experience right then right. i lose out on a lot of money so that's even my job too to build tech behind my restaurant to make Got sure it. that my app and my website and the ordering experience on those platforms is seamless it's easy right. it's, it's fun you know people yeah, get to build yeah, their own bowls and own gyros so yeah it, it is a little bit of everything and it gets crazy but that just yeah. comes back to like i said that time management aspect right so, right you know. And I'd imagine you would have to, you, you learned a lot of this on your own time. I, you know, I said you had to make the decision between college and, and opening your business, right? So, um, how did that look? Were you, were you studying on your own time and doing due diligence? I mean, yeah, you're it, using a lot of these business terms. It's, yeah, I will say for sure, Google and YouTube is an <laughs> yeah. amazing right. professor. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So, Gabriel, especially coming out of the pandemic, what would you say as a business owner gets you through the hard times? Um, I know a lot of business owners probably have common hardships and uh, just just curious what really gets you through those those times. Um, I guess a 
better question would be define like a hard time. So like there's financial right. endeavors, right? There's right, you know, staffing endeavors. Yeah. There's yeah. Um, operational endeavors. There's food shortage endeavors. So I mean, right. like right. everything as a whole. To yeah. answer that question, right? Yeah, yeah. Not giving up. Okay. <laughs> Just yeah. keep going. Yeah. Right. There's a a good saying that when you kind of how we were talking about like how I played piano. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you mess up. You just keep going. Right. You don't stop. Right. You don't try and fix that mess up. Awesome. You know, you just kind of keep going. Yeah. And yeah. that will help with yourself because right. once you like, think about forward momentum, if you have something that is okay. going in a forward momentum, right, right, you're going to get farther. Yeah. If you don't stop. Right. If something's right. obstructing your path, the more that you let that something or that entity yeah. obstruct your path and let you kind of stop from going forward the more you're just going to stay there and you're right. not going to go forward. So the more that you have forward momentum, you don't stop going forward, you don't stop right. your speed, right. you don't stop just keeping to push through and persevere. Right. That's right. really the only thing yeah. when it comes to, you know, because yeah. like yeah. I said, there's like five different, six different things, right. Right. categories, so yeah. to say, that can really, really affect a business, especially being a small business. Right. Even right before and after covid yeah um yeah. In, in this economy and everything that's going right. on it, it's so crazy but yeah, yeah just just pushing through and persevering and just not giving up no matter how stressful right. it is yeah. no matter how yeah. hard it is no right. matter how uncomfortable it is i gotcha um, no matter how much it may seem like you know uh, as much as you can push it right. doesn't even right. seem like it's going to work you Got don't it. even really see that light at the end right. of the tunnel right you just kind of have to have faith that yeah. it is there and Got you it. will get there eventually right um, um, right. So yeah, that that's one thing that just keeps me going and fighting and pushing through whatever financial right. endeavors or labor right. staff shortage yeah. endeavors. Yeah. If half of my team calls out because right. everybody's sick, or yeah. you know, I hire new kids and maybe right. they just don't want to work and they're just not taking the job seriously. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's so many things that are out of your control, right. and if you try and let the things that are out of your control control you, then that's when you don't that's good. get anywhere and progress really right. stops but yeah. yeah that's good man so you know obstacle comes your way rather than getting you know discouraged which take that with a grain of salt i mean it's you're bound to get discouraged here and there but when you hit that obstacle it's staying proactive mm -hmm. and, and just seeing the light and you know even if things weren't to work out you knew that you tried and pushed through right yeah yeah got it in, got in it. the food industry uh, anything can happen yeah operational wise right right grills can shut off fryers can stop working right you know my roof was leaking the other day in the middle oh, of like a busy yeah, lunch right. service because the ac wasn't working yeah. and it's just crazy anything right. can happen at any given moment you know maybe right. like i said people just call out and it's just maybe me and a dishwasher trying to get right. through like a busy dinner and i have yeah. to figure out how the heck right. am i gonna yeah. make this work you, you just do it. You just, you just figure it out and you just do it. Yeah. Good for you, man. That, that's awesome. All right. So as we get close to wrapping things up here, Gabriel, what's your overall goal for the business in terms of growth and, and, and how you see things playing out over the next few years? Good question. So it's funny because the answer to that question changes dramatically right right month to month yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. like i said anything can happen and you kind of have to just go with the flow with a lot of things right but i will say generally speaking the world is becoming so much more digitalized right. each and every single day and i think having tabuli gyros and falafels as my brand i want to 
cultivate it and and shape it into more of a digital food right. brand. Um, number one, because on-site operations, dealing with the public, dealing with that foot traffic and the people coming up to the front counter and ordering right. it. Right. Sometimes I don't really have the manpower or the staff on a site yeah. to take that person's order right. comfortably. Right. Usually right. when let's say like 10 people walk all in at the same time yeah. and one order in store, right. um, someone has to now stand there for the next 15 to 20 minutes taking that order. And with labor costs rising and food costs rising, everything rising, yeah. it's really yeah. hard to have that extra hand right. on a site yeah. financially in a comfortable position right. um right. so like to combat that i'm getting kiosks so that okay. people can order on a big screen right and right. order in store if i don't have the help or the staff right. to take that person's order um going along with my website and my yeah. food apps kind right. of directing people and incentivizing people to order online prematurely to come pick it up Smart. or even just order online or at the kiosk and still eat right. in store yeah. eat at some of the tables okay. you know if it's a nice day out i have right. some tables outside on the front patio right but right. so i think most definitely my goal for the brand is to have it more digitalized because that's just the way that society is moving yeah, yeah. everything more practical, digital I feel. yeah you, right. everybody orders everything online yeah. you know for whatever whatever they need in life you just right. go to amazon and order it you know right so right. kind of the same concept and um it, overall that concept does help with everybody in the workplace because it makes operations more easier right right makes operations more comfortable less stressful yeah, yeah. um easier to give people a good product and right, a good right. experience when doing that um so yeah my, my goal for it is to make it more of a digital food concept in the future right and um of, of course franchise and yeah. open up more locations but i before that happens, I do have a lot of homework and groundwork yep, to do. Yep, you know, I got to yeah. get my logos and stuff on all of my my bags and my right, packaging right, and yeah. make sure You're everything looks pretty. Thinking of it all, yeah, I'm thinking of it all. Like I like I said, I've been open for six years at this brick and mortar location, right, right. but since COVID happened, like what was that? Like 2021. Yeah, it's, it's hard to realize. Time flew. Yeah, yeah. Like since then, it's about to be 2024 now. Yeah. Right. I genuinely feel like my business has only truly been open for like the past year and a half. Right. That's crazy. Because like, so much has changed yeah. before then. Right. So right. like the time that we're living in now, yeah, I, I feel like my brand has only been open for a year and I a half. You. And yeah. it, this is really just the beginning for awesome. it. So, yeah. Awesome. That's really exciting, man. All right. And one last final question for the listeners here today. Do you have any quick words of advice for you know individuals looking to start their own new business? Um, quick words is hard to yeah, yeah. <laughs> give, but yeah, no, I'll try because there's always so many pieces of advice and so right. many things to consider, but starting out with number one, make it the most simple and the most easiest piece of advice is to definitely do something that you can see yourself doing right. for basically ever or for yeah. a very long time. Yeah. You yeah. have to be susceptible to change. Um, you awesome. have to be susceptible to, um, anything kind of happening right. it's it's a being and opening up your own business yeah. or doing something yourself being an entrepreneur the lifestyle is very spontaneous 
some days you're going to just be working nonstop yeah. for 15, 16 hours. And right. some days maybe it will be the complete opposite. And right. there is no telling when that will happen. So Got it. you really have to be ready for anything. You really have to make sure you love it. You really have to make sure I think oh, I will vouch for 100% is you're really, really good at communication. Got it. Um, you really yeah. have to work and be able to work with people, work with all different types of mentalities, yeah. attributes, right. personalities. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of psychology behind right. being in business to be able to deal with all different types of people. So yeah, you, you just got to want it. Right. You got to want to go out and want to do something for yourself. And you have to have the confidence, number one. Yeah. You have to have the perspicacity. And you have to make sure that you won't give up kind of how we were talking about That's earlier. Amazing. You have to just keep going, right. maintain that stride yeah. and just really not get too discouraged when it gets too hard right. and just kind of persevere through that, that, you know, and that those attributes yeah. will go along with whatever business you go into, not just the food industry right. or tech or finance. Yeah. It doesn't right. matter. You know, right. whatever you want to go into, those are really, really vital attributes for sure. That's fantastic advice, Gabriel. Well, let me just give a huge thank you to Gabriel Stella for coming well-armed with some really fantastic advice and just a cool insight into what it's like running and operating a business like his. So to our listeners, we both greatly appreciate you tuning in and hope you gained some you know, knowledge and value from this episode. Uh, Gabriel, how about you tell our listeners where they can find your location? For sure. Um, well, first off, I just want to thank you, you know, yeah, well-armed. I like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Appreciate the compliment. Yeah. But yeah, come check out Sabuli, Gyros and Falafels, South Jersey, Cherry Hill area, Camden County, right on the border of Voorhees, Sabuli, Gyros and Falafels, 484 East Evesham Road, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. If you're not going to get there anytime soon, just go ahead and go on your phone right now and check out my website at tabuli.com. Super simple. Check out my menu. Super cool, nice different type of food concept, something that you probably haven't seen before. Um, and then go ahead, check out Insta, Tabuli NJ, Tabuli in New Jersey. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Gabriel. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Pat. Yeah, of course. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, Consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member of FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and SGI Wealth Management, LLC, are separate entities from LPL Financial.